Can the Utah Utes men's football team be the 2024 Big 12 Conference champions? It's sure shaping up to be that way. At least our schedule has made it seem very possible. And it seems like I might have been a little bit too ambitious with our men's basketball predictions from the last episode. A couple of games that have not gone our way since then. And uh, I'll be talking about all of that here on this episode of Believe in Utes. As always, thanks for tuning in. I am Jake Popoff, a recent U of U graduate covering all things Utah athletics right here on the Believe Podcast Network with Believe in Utes. Lots to talk about, right? We've seen the Big 12 schedule release come from the official sources from the uh, Utah football page. It's official. We've got our games locked in for the 2024 football season. How are things shaping up? Where are we going to finish You know, this time next December? Uh, where, where will we be as in our first season in the big 12? Well, I think we're going to be somewhere special. I, uh, I truly do believe that this team is going to win the big 12 conference in 2024. This is sort of that last ride, right? The end of an era that has been reigning so prevalent in the college football scene for this Utah team with our powerful offense led by cam rising, Brant Keithy, Makai Bernard, Guys who have been in the program for some years now, who are seasoned veterans to say the least, great leaders, great team captains, guys who are going to make sure that that offense is firing all cylinders. And uh, on on the defensive side of the ball, we've got some great returners as well. And of course, some pretty big name transfers coming in. I've touched briefly on some of the transfers that we've secured in this offseason in a previous episode, but... Let's now talk about some of those newer transfers that we've heard about and uh, who's going to be with the program in 2024. So, of course, previously I touched on guys like Carson Ryan and uh, John Henry Daly announcing their commitment to transfer to the Utah program in 2024. But we've had some big names come since then. Of course, everyone now is familiar with the fact that Dorian Singer will be transferring from USC to come uh, to come take a stab at the sort of run first ground and pound Utah offense. I'm, I'm assuming that with the departure of Devon Vele, but the return of Money Parks, Money Parks and Dorian Singer will be sort of splitting that wide receiver one role. I think uh, I think we will see very similar play styles between Money Parks and Dorian, right? Dorian is one of those guys who's not too tall, right? He stands at six foot, so very similar to Money Parks, but both of those guys, extremely speedy, very quick, uh, pretty good catch radiuses for their frame. So obviously, you know, we saw a thousand plus yard season from Dorian Singer in his last year with the Wildcats over at the University of Arizona. So uh, a little bit of a slower season with the Trojans, but still was making an impact right along, you know, alongside guys like uh, Michael Jackson, the third and some of those other powerful wide receivers that the Trojans had. But nevertheless, Dorian Singer looking to make an immediate impact coming over to the Utah program in 2024. And uh, that's something that I believe he can do really effectively. I mean, plain and simple, the guy's a playmaker, really, really effective weapon to add to the wide receiver room. Again, with the departure of a guy like Devon Vele, who's sort of that veteran presence. Now we're going to have two guys who are pretty seasoned, uh, have had their fair share of college ball and, uh, and have made it known that they can play and they're not here to mess around. And that's Money Parks and Dorian Singer. So I do think that our wide receiver room is going to be a-okay in 2024. Maybe not the tallest room, but, uh, you know, with the, with a guy like Landon King, who can kind of play tight end and receiver, you know, was sort of playing a little bit more of a wide receiver role in 2023, even though he might have been lined up as a tight end. Uh, Landon King is probably going to be that number one big target that Cam Rising looks to hit downfield in the 
for a season, right? The guy who can go up and make big grabs, you know, jump balls and, and, uh, and just get some head tops, right? That's going to be kind of what we're relying on Landon King for. Uh, Dorian and Money are going to be very speedy. They can run up the seams. They can hit the post routes, the corner routes, um, and then also anything out of the slot, right? The slant routes, uh, hitches, go routes, stuff like that. So speed is not going to be a problem in the wide receiver room. We also have Micah Pittman returning, and as long as he's fully, as long as he's fully healthy, then we should be, you know, again, I don't think we should have any. Uh, any disparities in the wide receiver room from the 2023 season and seasons past. I think we should be just fine. And I think we should hopefully be even more efficient on the defensive side of the ball. A guy we've got to talk about uh, coming into the linebacker room. Alakai Gilman is going to, I believe make an immediate impact in the linebacker room as well. Very similar transfer in my opinion to the guy, to a guy like Lavani Damuni who came in last year from Stanford and made an immediate impact, right? I've talked about him before. One of the hardest hitters in that room, um, an older guy who can be a great leader. Um, so I think Lavani teaming back up with his former Stanford teammate, uh, in Alakai, I think that, uh, we're going to be able to hold it down in, in the, uh, in the linebacker area, right? Don't think we're gonna have any problems there. Guys who can uh, make plays, hit hard, run fast, drop into coverage, uh, fill the gaps when they need to, you know, get to the quarterback when they need to. We saw that with Lavani last year. So again, uh, another big transfer that we that is there to acknowledge, right? I think he's only listed as a three-star prospect, I believe, as a transfer, but so was Lavani, and uh, clearly he was playing at a much higher than three-star caliber. So, uh, very important guy to add to the room there as well. Big, big transfer pickup in Alakai. Before I get too ahead of myself on the defensive side of the ball, got to talk about another guy that I forgot to mention when talking about this wide receiver room. But uh, Tayshawn Lyons is coming over from Washington, right? So he played his freshman year over there at Washington. Didn't see the field too much, if at all. But uh, his highlight tape in high school says that he can ball. So uh, I would imagine that with veterans in that room, like Dorian and Money Parks, I believe they're going to be able to get him in shape and ready to go and see some playing time, see some action on the field as soon as he gets into the Utah program, right? I think he'll be, uh, you know, I think he can take a similar role as a, as a Mikey Matthews in 2023. Um, you know, Mikey wasn't getting every single pass thrown to him, but when he was getting the ball, he was effective and, and he was getting targets, right, as a true freshman. So Tayshawn, not a true freshman. He's going to be a sophomore, maybe a redshirt freshman. But uh, I would imagine he would be able to make a pretty big impact very early on into his career as a youth. So, you know, sometimes you got to lose a Mikey Matthews to gain a Dorian Singer, right? I don't think we're going to miss a beat in that wide receiver room. Like I said, adding two big weapons, uh, four-star recruits, we're, we're going to be okay in the wide receiver room. Staying again on the offensive side of the ball, we've got Anthony Woods coming over from the, uh, from the Idaho Vandals, right? We've seen, we've seen a lot of really positive things happen when, FCS football or running backs transferred to the FBS. Um, that's what Anthony Woods is doing. I believe he rushed for 16 touchdowns and had, you know, 1600 rushing yards or something like that in his last season. I don't remember the exact stat, so don't quote me on that. But Anthony Woods was a was running back one for the Idaho Vandals, and uh, that's a guy who is very capable of scoring, breaking off big runs, and uh, just being a very quick, elusive playmaker. So I think that Makai Bernard paired up with Anthony Woods, um, you know, it's kind of unforeseen as to who will be the true RB1 there. In my personal opinion, it's got to be Makai Bernard. Uh, if you haven't checked out the episode interview with Makai, please go feel free to do that. It's a couple episodes back now, but Makai is the veteran of the room. He's the guy with the most experience. He knows the playbook. 
uh, like the back of his hand. And he's shown that he can play at a power five uh, caliber, right? He's a power five running back, he gets in the end zone. He breaks off big runs at the power five level. So I think that Makai will be that RB one with Anthony Woods being a great compliment as the RB two. Um, both of those guys teaming up should be one of the best running back situations we've seen with this team in a long time. Now, of course, you're going to say, oh, well, what about Tavion Thomas? Or, oh, what about Jaquindon Jackson? And, and that's, uh, you know, those are valid statements. But at the same time, I'm talking purely a a running back room that's hungry to prove themselves. I, I think Makai Bernard is more hungry than ever to make sure he is seen and he is scouted properly by the NFL scouts in 2024. And I think Anthony Woods has uh, just as big of a point to make to say, hey, I should have had more offers coming out of high school. I should have been an FBS power five quarterback from day one. I went to Idaho and proved that I can score, proved that I can make big plays. Here I am now complimenting a Makai Bernard and a veteran and, and making plays of my own, right? And not to mention, we still have Jalen Glover coming back. So with the three of those running backs in that room, all fully healthy and ready to go, there's no doubt in my mind that we will have one of the top running back rooms in the nation. And finally, to close out on all of this transfer talk, um, we've lost, we lost uh, JT Broughton, right, in the secondary. So we won't have JT Broughton returning at corner for next year. But what do the youths do when they lose a big player? They bring in a big player. So uh, we brought in Cam Calhoun from Michigan. The guy just got a national championship ring and now he's coming over to the Utah Utes to maybe rub some of that energy off onto our uh, Utah team, huh? Maybe he can maybe he can show that ring around to some of the guys in the locker room and get them extra fired up to say, hey, we can be on that stage next year. With a 12-team playoff in 2024, there's no reason that the Utah Utes with this schedule lined up in the Big 12 there's no reason that the Utes shouldn't be in that 12-team playoff making a serious run for their first ever college football playoff game. So again, bringing in a guy like Cam Calhoun from Michigan who was a four-star recruit, didn't see the field at Michigan his freshman year, but uh, definitely with the coaching abilities of Sharif Shah for the cornerbacks, I think he will be whipped into shape really quickly. I think he will be a potential starter in 2024 in cam calhoun and then of course keenan johnson from georgia tech who has seen the field a bit um, our secondary should be just fine again believe in coach shaw one of the best coaches on that staff and uh i think our cornerbacks will for, for some reason every year when we start to worry a little bit about the cornerbacks in the secondary things end up working out just fine in the secondary and that's you know that's no easy feat but that's very big in credit to sharif shaw and morgan scally getting their secondary dialed in and ready to go every season no matter who's in those rooms so i think we'll be just fine on the defensive side of the ball like i mentioned um so again some really big transfers coming in from some big programs who are looking to make an impact early now this might not be one of the most uh, there might not be that many transfers coming to the u right now right we don't have too many guys committed from the transfer portal but i think when you look at each player that kyle whittingham and his and his recruiting staff have secured if you look at each of those guys we've gotten some big names right dorian singer obviously probably the biggest name just because he's made such a splash already with his previous teams but uh guys like cam calhoun who, who are four-star recruits guys like carson uh carson ryan from ucla at tight end we know how to use tight ends arguably one of the schools in contention for being tight end you right so we know how to use tight ends we will get carson ryan the ball he will be effective with the utes 
So some big guys making to making to looking to make a splash in 2024. I keep saying that, but it's true. I mean, we this should be the end of an era and it should wrap up in a pretty magical way. Cam Rising returning, Brant Keithy returning, Makai Bernard. Uh, you know, we've got Zamayev on, we've got, uh, who else? I mean, you name it, man. We, so many people returning from last season that are going to be so, so key in winning that big 12 conference. So when I say, I think that we're going to win the big 12 conference, take a look at the schedule. It kind of speaks for itself. The toughest games that it seems like we are going to face or toughest opponents. It seems like we're going to face are the university of Arizona in the Wildcats, they've got Noah Fafita returning at quarterback. He'll only be a true sophomore, um, but that kid can ball. So we've seen Arizona's potential when they're firing on all cylinders, and I think they are also going to be hungry to win the Big 12 in their first season. So, uh, you know, as a part of the conference. So I think that Arizona will be one of our most difficult matchups. I think Arizona State should be pretty challenging, and, and Colorado as well. You know, all four of the schools from the Pac-12 making their way into the Big 12 should be hungry and should be looking to make a statement saying, hey, our conference fell apart, but that doesn't matter. We're still here. We're still fighting like champions. And uh, we're going to show you why we were a part of the Conference of Champions. And we're all going to give you our best shot at being the Big 12 conference champions in 2024. But I think our Utes have the best shot at that simply because look at who's returning. And, uh, you know, let's all, as Utah fans, let's enjoy this little downtime, right, in between seasons. Let's enjoy the offseason. Let's all show up to the spring game and see some of the new talent, see some of the young guys. I'm sure Isaac Wilson will be out there throwing around on one of the teams for the spring game. So let's make sure that we show up to the spring game and we do our scouting reports and we take a look at who we've got really coming into the program. And then, man, I am so excited for the 2024 season. A bunch of fresh opponents like every week's a bowl game or something usually you don't get to face up against these guys and that's what's so fun about entering this new conference is i really do think that we are going to see some exciting extremely exciting matchups running back at baylor right we're going to be playing here at home at rice eccles against baylor should put together a much more sound victory over baylor this year being at home and uh having the quarterback situation ironed out, right? Remember Nate Johnson and Bryson Barnes were still kind of in that weird QB one battle in week two last year against the Baylor bears. So um, we've got Baylor at home. We've got Southern Utah at home. We're going to Utah state, which I think is kind of funny. Um, so hopefully that stadium can be full of red. I'm sure the Utah state fans will, will be doing their all, you know, trying their best to, uh, to make that feel like a home game, but man, Utah fans can travel. We've seen that in, in the last few seasons. So I would expect there to be a lot of red over at the uh, Aggies stadium. And then uh, who, who else do we have at home? We got BYU at home. It's not during rivalry week. I know everyone was kind of fed up about that. Hey, what about rivalry week? Does that not mean anything anymore? Well, I think that means more to, to schedule them, not in rivalry week, right? I can't talk rivalry week, right? I think it speaks more volumes to say, Hey, we don't need to face them in, in, in that game. You know, yeah, there are rivals. Sure. But you know, of course, BYU and BYU fans love to blow that rivalry out of proportion. So let's go ahead and just throw them into the schedule and we'll just dominate. We'll, you know, we'll cream them. We'll, <laughs> we'll run all over them. We'll do whatever we want, put up however many points we want against BYU and, uh, and we'll be done with that. So that's what I think of that whole debate. Why is this not during rivalry week? Well, it's because, we're going to, we're going to beat them down and that's all there is to it. And, uh, we'll send them home crying back to Provo. So that'll be just fine and dandy. 
We do face the University of Arizona at home, which I think is going to play uh, extremely beneficial for us. Having that home game factor against the Arizona Wildcats, looking for revenge from that loss to them away in 2023. So excited to see what we can do at home against the Wildcats. I think we should be able to win that game. No problem as long as we're still looking healthy and still firing on all cylinders. And then we've got TCU at home in that national championship game just two seasons ago. Obviously, we know what happened in that game as far as score goes, but nevertheless, they were there. So we do have a national championship contender coming to Rice Eccles. Should be able to handle them just fine. We're going to be able to wave at JT Broughton as we uh, wish the TCU Horn Frogs off the field. So, um, And then to wrap up the season, we've got Iowa State at home. Can't say much about them, really. I mean, they were in the bottom half of the rankings for the Big 12 Conference last season, so not too worried about that game there. And, I mean, really, our schedule just doesn't look that difficult. I, I, I truthfully think that our toughest games are going to be Oklahoma State. Forgot to mention that previously. Oklahoma State was ranked, I believe, third in the uh, in the Big 12 last year. Um, second or third, can't remember exactly. But with Texas and Oklahoma departing, we should be able to handle Oklahoma State just fine. Um, that game is going to be away, but I'm not too worried about it. Uh, and then we'll be on our way. We'll be on our way to a very, very successful season. We missed that three-peat in the Pac-12 Conference Championship, which means all of these older guys who are returning should be just as hungry as ever to get one more ring on their way out. So that's what I think about the football schedule for 2024. I think it's looking exciting. I'm, again, I'm really excited to be able to face up against these new teams. Um, maybe make some new friends, make some new enemies right across the big 12 conference, hopefully get to travel to Texas. I believe is where the big 12 conference championship is held. So hopefully we'll get to get some red down in there and uh, yeah, really just make an immediate impact and say that, Hey, you know, as soon as we got brought into the power five with our first season in the pac 12, we were the underdogs. We were looked down on sure enough. The last few seasons of the pac 12, two out of the last three, we were pac 12 champions. Can our first season in the Big 12 be championship season? I think it can. And again, really exciting stuff with the 12-team playoff is something that I think we need to keep keep reminding ourselves of. Let's, let's really be ready to root these guys on and start them off with a bang in the Big 12 because, hey, you win that, you're in that 12-team playoff, and you're on your way to not just a Big 12 conference championship but a national college football playoff championship. So... Exciting stuff. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves there. Let's make sure we get through those first few non-conference games and then uh, and then we should be on our way to success. I mentioned briefly in the introduction that I got a little bit ahead of myself with the Utah men's basketball program and my predictions for that team uh, moving forward. Of course, we did, we did fall to Washington State and Washington, both road games. Uh, Davon Smith was injured in the Washington State game which uh, in my in the last episode of Believe in Utes, I did I gave my predictions for the rest of the games moving forward. I said that I thought we were going to be able to beat Washington State on the road. Uh, that wasn't the case. Davon Smith got injured early, and I think the team just kind of lost that spark. Was healthy for Washington. Not sure he was fully healthy or fully ready to go, but did play in the Washington game. We just couldn't quite get it done. So what's next? We've got Colorado at home this Saturday, February 3rd at 3 p.m. I had that game down as a win. We've got to continue the home win streak. We've got to bounce back from those two road losses to the Washington schools. Let's remind this fan base. Let's remind a home crowd that, hey, this team's exciting to watch. 
this team has something going for them and we should be rooting on rooting them on hard. So uh, I really do hope to see a ton of folks show up for that game on Saturday. I will be there. And um, yeah, we got to just continue to root these running Utes on so they can bounce back and uh, stay on the path to being in the top, you know, let's say at least the top four when this, when this pack 12, when this final pack 12 basketball season wraps up, I would like to be in the top four and uh, be able to make a run in the tournament in Vegas. So I fully believe in the Utes and the Utah men's basketball program. I'm not going to touch too much on them in this episode, but I think that they will be able to bounce back at home on Saturday against Colorado. And then of course the following week, we've got Arizona at home, big game. That's going to be even more important for fans to show up to Thursday, February 8th. Uh, let's see what time is it at? It's at 6 PM. So, uh, no excuses. You should all be off work by then. Get over to that game against the Wildcats. I hope, I sure hope to see the Huntsman Center packed. Um, we got to take down the Wildcats if we really want to make a magical season happen. So that's where we're at with basketball. That's where I, uh, that's what I think about the football latest news, right? The schedule coming out, some of the new transfers coming into the program and they're getting back to work in the spring workouts. So it'll be exciting to watch that spring game in May and uh, we'll see. Let's hope this men's basketball program can get this win on Saturday. And I'll talk to y'all soon after then. As always, I'm Jake Popoff. Thank you so much for tuning in to Believe in Utes. Go Utes. Believe in them. Keep rooting them on. I'll talk to you soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.